The not, sustain, listen to it. I'm not hearing anything. You would, though, if it were playing, because yeah. it really, it's famous for its sustain. I mean, you can yeah. just hold it. Well, I mean, so you'd have to pull. You can go, go and have a bite. No, you still yeah. be hearing that one. Yeah. Abalo's podcast experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show, brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of digital audiobooks with over 180,000 downloadable titles. They have everything you could be looking for, titles across all genres. Since it's going to be a little music heavy today, then uh, there are tons I could recommend to you. Uh, autobiographies, do you like music? You should. Let's see, what autobiographies have I gone through? Oh, Paul Stanley, Sammy Hagar, Joe Cetriani, Tony Omi, Ingve, Ingve. Nobody can say that name right, except him. Ingve, for Christ's sake. Don't you want to hear Ingve tell you his life story? Can you imagine that? If you're a fan of metal or guitar or whatever, loads of autobiographies to choose from. And guess what? For listeners and viewers of the show... Audible's offering you a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial so you can try out their service. Here's what you do. Go to audibletrial.com slash cape, the initials for this show, cape, and sign up. Get your free audiobook download. Start your 30-day trial and check everything out. I've been an Audible subscriber since 2010. And I get two books a month, and I love it. I'm listening to things all the time. And I recommend any of those books I just rattled off from you. And tons more for the uh, guitar-oriented Tony Iommi, Dave Mustaine. Tons of people have autobiographies that they've done. And most of the time, they're reading them themselves. So check it out. Audibletrial.com slash cape. Free book, free 30-day trial. Get on it and support the show. And, uh, of course, follow the show as well. At Cape Pod on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, Chris Abal's Podcast Experiment. Give us a thumbs up. We do appreciate it. And uh, Tumblr as well. I keep forgetting to mention that. CapePod.tumblr.com. If you tumble, and you can follow the show on there. And of course, uh, subscribe on iTunes. Give the show five stars. And subscribe on YouTube as well. All links are at ChrisAbalo.com. It's Monday, May 25th. So it is Memorial Day. So, a thank you to all the men and women who are serving and who have served. And uh, to uh, thank you to their families as well, because anyone, which is almost everyone, anyone who has a, a family member or someone who they're close to who has served in the military, it's difficult on families as well. Having uh, somebody actively in the military or on deployment, it's, it's trying on a family. So, we thank all of you for your service and a... Happy Memorial Day to all. And now, with that, I would like to welcome my guest for this week, amazing musician and all-around amazing dude. Give it up for Dale Turner. 
Good way to start with the little Michael Winslow-ish kind of. Yeah, Memorial Day, man. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier because the whole thing is about the, you know, families and friends of those who've actually passed away, mm. you know, no longer with us. Yes. Uh, Memorial. Yes. Super bummer. I was, if you don't mind me going there for a second. No, go for it, please. My, my uncle was in World War II, crazily, in, uh, in Pearl Harbor on the, uh, I think it was the USS Maryland, which is one of the ones that didn't get hit. Mm. In, in Pearl Harbor, but he just passed away like two months ago. Oh, I, I, sorry that, to hear that. Yeah, I don't know if that's the kind of memorializing if, or if they, you know, need to be actually in the line of duty because he definitely was in the line of duty, but yeah, now he's no longer with us. I think all service should be honored. I mean, in my opinion. Damn straight. My show, I think if you've served, you you should, it should count because yeah. you still gave yourself to yeah, no the service of the country. So I agree. And uh yes. Exactly. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> right on. And now we're going to get a geeky, music-y. Uh-oh. So uh, I've known Dale for, God, about nine years now. Really? Yeah. Man. I <laughs> just, just talking before the show. You came out from Boston, right? Mm, close. I failed. New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Sorry, because you knew Chris. I mean, still know Chris. Chris Bono. Yeah, he's yeah. my guitar teacher for years. Yeah, right on. Got to well, get him on here. He's not hi, out, hi, Chris. out here often. Yeah. Listen, Chris Bono. How's it going? Uh, yeah, I'd love to get him on the show. He's not out here. Usually he's out for Nam, and that's kind of yeah, it. But, uh, grab him next January, I suppose, yeah. So I got a little bit of time. But uh, yeah, I was private, uh, did private lessons with him for years, four or five years or so, wow, and right helped on. prep me to come out here to uh, go to school, which is where I went, met you, um, per the autobiography you... I'm sorry. <laughs> you folks may or may not be aware of. Um, Musicians Institute, 2006, 2008, graduated in 2008, went to GIT, Man. the guitar program. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Wow. Messes me up. Well, anytime I think about it, every yeah, March... Don't think about it. When, <laughs> when, it, when that anniversary that rolls around, it's like, God damn. I mean, even I graduated at the end of um, March of 2008, so to even think as far as like, God, seven years ago? Yeah. That was seven years ago. I, I can't believe it. Yeah, time just keeps on blazing. Yeah. Yeah, as as my uncle Richard said, time's very greasy, greedy. It don't exclude nobody. <laughs> greedy and greasy. Yeah, time's greasy too because it <laughs> slips and away from us. Yep. Slips out of our hands. Any, wow, that was nothing. That's if someone's listening to the audio version, it's not that kind of show. That was just, <laughs> th th yeah, that wasn't what you might have pictured. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, you uh, were one of the teachers, which was funny because I knew of you. Now sit back and buckle up. Um, Me? All just right. get comfy because I'm just going to kiss your ass for a little oh. bit. Uh, I started reading Dale's columns and interviews in guitar magazines as a as a frail teenager who was learning to play guitar, which I started playing in 97. Man. And, uh, yeah, remember 1997? <laughs> I, I definitely remember that. <laughs> oh, so long ago. But anyway, uh, Dale wrote columns, still does write columns, uh, various guitar magazines over the years, but I remember reading his interviews with various people, his lessons, uh, transcriptions mm. to songs in many cases, and Man. in summer of 2000, after I graduated high school, mm. big trip to Guitar Center, got myself a Fender American Standard Stratocaster and a Mesa Boogie Mark IV combo, and I was like, now I'm going to learn to play. No. No. I said, now I'm going to get better. And one of the first I think it was the first book I got after that was a book called The Guitar Survival Kit. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm not kidding at all. I didn't know that. And wow, man, it, it was great because obviously you go man. to, it was at Guitar Center. 
I, I bought most of my, in New Jersey, most of my stuff I bought at Guitar Center in East Brunswick. And I say flip through the books and it came with a CD, which is fine mm. because yeah. I need some kind of reference point. This is before DVDs or Cause, when. Because you can't read. <laughs> well, no, I, it's better if I learn by example. I know you mean. But yeah, by either watching somebody or listening or I'm like, okay, because at least then there's somewhere to track my progress. Because I try, I got a Mel Bay book that was um, reading, I think the one everybody starts with. Yeah. Notation. Zero, one, three, one. But it's, it's notated. There's no tab. It was just notation. I'm like, and I had no uh, idea. Yeah. Like I could be, pl- I, I could be playing it right or I could be, you know, completely off. Yeah. And it wasn't worth risking, but. Thankfully, the Guitar Survival Kit came with an audio CD, You're so welcome. I learned how to play things. Thank you very much. Uh, incidentally, I looked today because I was curious. Still available. Still in print. I don't know if you see a nickel from it, but folks, you can go to Amazon wow, and pick nutty. up the Guitar Survival Kit. It's great. I learned my that first... That really fun. I do remember book? doing that. It's yeah. a really diverse book because it had rock and blues and jazz. And The only thing that doesn't really hold up are the lists in the back of the book. Oh. Because there are a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> a the lot repertoire of list? era-specific lists. Like if oh, you yeah. want to play in a modern rock band, it doesn't really work Yeah, anymore. that wouldn't work. I remember the wedding band. There was a wedding band list. blues band stuff. Yes. And maybe, oh boy. Those are fine because those are from, um, yeah, those would be that's a bygone, timeless. like those are, yeah, those are specific. Some um, classics that kind of are required, it seems yeah, like still. There aren't a lot of blues classics or wedding classics that are coming out now. Yeah. At least not played by bands, not band songs. Yeah. So, uh, but wow, the, that's cool. I didn't know you had that. Yeah, yeah, I did. I learned the blues turnarounds was the biggest thing, and just a couple of pentatonic licks, things that I, mm. I learned from that book because having the it was revolutionary to have that, that CD, that reference point of wow. Because at this Man. point, there was an AOL dial up connection, there's no YouTube, there's no oh, that's right, smartphones, nothing. This is 2000. Sorry, YouTube, this is oh, these are olden days, Dale. Was 06 when YouTube finally popped up? I probably stumbled on YouTube around 06. Okay. Yeah, it was probably that. around before then, but that was the first time I became aware of it. It is funny how many uh, guitar, you know, kiddos now have no clue of, you know, any type of learning process pre-YouTube. Yeah. So, we just had to pay $50 for the REH instructional videos. Yeah. <laughs> the VHS tapes. Yeah, exactly. And now like, I want that George Lynch like, video in 50 bucks. I still have those. I do too. I still have a VCR. I do too. I finally... <laughs> finally just got a DVR. I'm such an idiot. I just got one a year ago. Don't feel bad. Well, you got a, a year <laughs> on me though. Well, but I, it doesn't matter. I'm still it, 10 years too like late. I would tape John Stewart, you know, like actually yeah. tape it, mm-hmm. watch it later. And then finally, because of the, uh, you know, whole digital satellite thing, I was past the point of no return with my receiver and they gave me like a warning in the mail. <laughs> For real. If you don't upgrade, you're going to lose everything. So uh, they came out, slapped in a new receiver, and then this DVR was oh, built in. It's yeah. one unit. Oh my god! Yeah, like, I'm. Yeah, so I didn't know what I was missing, but yeah, it's pretty cool. It's way convenient. Yeah, I gotta say, time. I recorded a ton of stuff on DVR, but yeah, before that, we just had VHS tapes, and maybe I remember borrowing a Steve Morse instructional video from a friend of mine when I was probably seventeen. And mm. that was a big deal because I thought I could watch this thing again, get the lessons. And then this would be great. And he starts off some chicken picking thing. I was like, nope, I'm done. Well, am I glad I didn't spend $50 Man. on that? That was too hard. Is that power, power Lines? Is that one of those? Yeah, I don't remember. I think his, his album's called Power Lines, isn't it? Well, he did, or unless he that was one of his instructional, instructional videos. videos. And my good buddy and mentor, actually, in the transcribing land, Colgan Bryan, transcribed those. Really? It is, yeah. And he also did the BB King. Videos, oh. which I just watched again since BB just yeah freaking passed away last week. I was watching that and I was 
remembering my good my good buddy <sighs> the, like transcribed all that stuff. the funniest thing i mean it's not funny it's sad because i should have owned it already but the yeah that bb king instructional video from 92 or something uh, it's been on DVD for ages. It's been on my Amazon wish list for ages, and it was eleven ninety nine. And I kept saying, "Man, I should pick this up. Man, I should pick this up." And of course, now it's back ordered and it's forty <laughs> bucks. <laughs> so like, I'm kicking myself. I mean, I should have bought it I don't know, seven years you. ago. Yeah, I should have bought it. Get it together, man. So yeah, that was pretty disappointing. I'm, an well, opportunity missed, you, but I will you be can still. It up. Yeah, you can still order it, and they'll just whenever. It, oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, now the price, now it's thirty nine dollars. So it's a little yeah. different. But I kept saying to myself, oh, I got to get that man eleven ninety nine. It's like two hours of instruction for BB King, and then man. of course he dies, and there we go. Um. Anyway, yeah. So <laughs> going back a ways, uh, yeah, two thousand six. Uh, you were teaching at MI, which is funny because getting back to Chris Bono, <laughs> uh, he said you need to get uh, Dale Turner or Tom Kolb as your as your instructor, private instructor. And I said, I will try because I knew you and Tom from your various articles and lessons. And you know, oh, I'd known you by name for ages. And since and I knew you were there, I was like, I have to. And then found out you guys had each had a handful of students who you did private lessons with just, you know, schedule wise. Hmm. Uh, didn't have as many as teachers who had a a bulk of, you know, the, the majority of their schedule was doing one-on-one uh, -on -one lessons with, with oh, students. Yeah, because we were doing class stuff. Yeah, so I could time. never, um, I can never get in your private yeah, lessons. Which you had is my fun. yodeling class though, right? I did. That was a good time because yeah, it's the only class that. we had to stand up during. The rest of the time I was sitting <laughs> there. <laughs> no, you know, it was great. Well, it's it's, we'll, we'll get back to me in a second as the show always does. But let's start out with you. Where were you hatched? Where, where did it all start for you? My mama. Oh, no, in uh, it's the first time on the show, everybody. In uh, the Seattle area, born in, I guess Renton is where I lived at the beginning, and then cruised to a different town and lived there until I was eighteen. Came down here. Nice. <laughs> Basically, what happened? Well, this was, no, it was totally awesome up there. I miss it, and I haven't been back since '09, which is bumming me out. Even to visit? Yeah. Really? Wow. Well, there was a point. See, but coming to LA, there was an era. That's what happens when you have babies. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's, there's some. They're not listening. Late breaking news. Well, I guess that's not that <laughs> late breaking. But yeah, that made it hard to be, uh, you know, any road tripping. Totally. Yeah, for travel. Or airline madness. A friend of mine just traveled with his just over one year old son and said it was, he was, he was perfect sometimes. Other times it was a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I can't, I can't even imagine. But uh, <laughs> so started down that came here because there was an era where if you were a guitar player, you this this was where I mean, unless you're going to go to Nashville, I think before Austin was cool, you know, if we're talking mm. like 20 years ago, I'm not when and I'm certainly not, uh, yeah, not guessing when, but there, <laughs> there was a point where what? it was come out to L.A. What did you say? <laughs> yeah. Guitar. I said guitar. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was definitely the place to be because this is where the industry was when there was an industry as <laughs> there was for decades. This is where it, it was. It's still rocking. It is. It, it still exists in a different form now. Everything's broken down to many more smaller pieces as opposed mm -hmm. to it used to just be a couple of big pieces. It's like a pyramid. It started up taller and narrower at the bottom, and now it's way wider at the bottom. Splattered. Top, yeah, it's just it's wider now, and the, top's, the peak isn't as high as it used to be. Mm. Is the, the short version of that, but I'm sure everybody knows that. Uh, so <laughs> came down here, and how did you get... How, how did you start doing this thing professionally, playing music professionally? That's nuts. That, yeah, I mean, I still don't even know if I do that. Because <laughs> so, I've always mixed mixed it up. True. With everything, so. Uh, you have to. You know, I'm doing a podcast. It's not, you know, I'm not, I'm not paying my rent with music either. <laughs> yeah, like if I was, like, 
truthfully now, I mean, I'm kind of, if, if I only derived every cent of my income from physically playing, I would be in trouble because I have had some wicked hand issues, which I think the last time you and I spoke or hung out mm-hmm. two years ago, like right after that, I had cervical spine surgery. Yes. Is that right? It was right, yeah, right yeah. before. Okay. So yeah, like with the issues with my stupid hand, if I like, if I, if I was Ingve, I'd mm-hmm. be in some deep shit. <laughs> for, for real, you, you know what I mean? Because I, you mean personality-wise? Oh, playing-wise. Yeah, oh, okay. playing-wise. Sorry, so sorry, Ingve. Yeah, so in a way, don't unleash the fury on me. <laughs> that never gets old. You know, it's weird. I just sent Chris the audio for that because he was asking around about it. That whole event on the uh, on the airplane, on the airplane. Yeah, weird. <laughs> That's some, there's some cosmic stuff going on. I can't, there, man. <laughs> there is. This is funny. This, I mean, nobody can spell Ingve Momstein. Try. Y-N-G-W-I-E, I think is how you spell it. That's exactly what it is. Is it? Okay. He's awesome. Oh, no. I've interviewed him four different times, and he was always cool as hell. Is he? Wow. Yeah, I mean, the the thing with that, if if nobody minds me going here. Please. Like, uh, yeah, three of them were lessons I did with him. It's completely, totally bitching. So going back to when he first started getting in print, uh, I mean, he, he obviously is focused and to some extent, single-minded, obviously, and really is, you know, on his track, and that's kind of all he cares about. And that's what a ton, a lot of musicians yeah, in has, a certain, he, certain way are like. He has it, his thing, and period. that's all he's interested in doing is his thing. So at some point, you know, a journalist or two, you know, got him talking smack about some other artists, and mm-hmm. he would just be, you know, blatantly go off on how much he hates a bunch of other stuff because <laughs> he's passionate about, you know, yeah. it, it, both extremes. And so, of course, you know, once it shows up in one magazine or any form of print, media, media in general, then the next magazine wants the same kind of controversial crap in their magazine. So that kind of snowballed for a while because he's very easy to set off. You can bait the hook and yeah. he's obviously going to go off on something. So like when I interviewed him, I didn't want to go there because I respect him. I wanted to put, you know, put stuff together so his fan base would be like, yeah, yeah you know, be yeah. totally pumped. So the whole time it was totally kick ass, super cool, nice. But I mean, I could understand it being not cool, you know. But, but <laughs> that's only if you, you know, you know, set, set them up that way. If, well, if you bait somebody, yeah. yeah, of course. There are definitely some people that aren't flat out not cool. <laughs> sure, I'm not going to ask <laughs> it out anybody. Yeah, that's I'm right. not going to stop you either. But but, uh, but most of them are cool. It's just you know, yeah. Well, that's they get very strong personalities. Sure. You know? Well, I mean, like it's it's come up repeatedly in, in conversation I've had on this show, you don't, for the most part, let's say 90-10, you don't ha- get a successful career by being a horrible person because nobody <laughs> yeah. wants to work with you. Or at least keep the career. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Sure. Like you can't sustain a career in, in anything. Yeah. You know, you can't, if, whether you sell insurance or <laughs> you're a, or you're a guitar wizard, you, you can't, you can only go so far if you're an asshole. Yeah. Otherwise it's not going to, it's not going to pan out because nobody wants to work with you. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. There, there, a lot of people are really, really cool, but there's this myth, like I've been over many times on the show, this uh, myth that everybody, you got to be a bastard. It's like, mm, uh, no, screw that. people want to work with other people who are cool. That's the truth. Yeah, I think you can only be a bastard if you're already rich and you somehow conceal the fact that you're a bastard to the public. Yeah, that's tough I, to I do. Have, I have no idea. I don't see how that would possibly pan out. Uh, I mean, out maybe there. there's a certain segment of the population that wants to watch a train wreck, you know, oh, that yeah. kind of thing. So then part of that feeds into how they become a form of success, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the, 
Oh, now it's modern even modern cultural goofiness. Now it's even worse. Now every explosion's recorded. I mean, the Yngwie thing was what's that? Twenty five years ago or something? That's like in the eighties, I think. Somebody had a cassette recorder, one of the roadies or something. Was oh, no, that, running that it. was more re way more recent. Was it? Yeah, that thing. That, that was that's I think like that, two thousand or something. What was it really? Which is obviously not recent. Well, but no, yeah, I'm was, thinking. I remember being at like a teenager when I first heard of Yngwie, and then I heard about this whole. First of all, folks, look it up. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Uh, Dale has it if you don't. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so he'll email it to you. Sure. But um, what happened was there was a, he was he was drunk supposedly on a, on a plane, um, was being difficult as drunk people are, has nothing to do with the you know, guitar shredders. They're not always people. difficult. Well, I'm <laughs> that is water? Yep. It's, it's clear. It could go either way. That's well, totally water. So, uh, apparently the the one flight attendant uh, spilled a drink on him, poured a drink on him. I don't remember exactly what it was, and he just got all. Now, Yngwie is a very um, Dungeons and Dragons classical metal kind of guy. <laughs> so, well, he has a song called "I Am a Viking" on his second album. Come on, yeah. But anyway, uh, so he's kind of his head is in that zone, and he starts flipping off on the. I, I don't remember word for word, but the the big standout thing is he yells her in this. His Swedish accent. You unleashed the fucking fury. That was pretty good. I'm go well. I'm I'm leaning more. See, I'm wearing my Terminator shirt, so I'm leaning more yeah. towards Schwarzenegger. Which that would be a hell of an out. You imagine, like you know how? Have you seen how Christopher Lee has recently done like the metal out where he's narrating because he has that big powerful like. And then the swords and the mighty yeah, warriors rode, wow. and, and he's doing that. And there's like a metal band chugging away in the background. I totally I didn't think, see that. I think Arnold should do an album with Ingve doing music and Arnold just sings the whole thing. Oh, you think about Arnold dressed like King Conan, like the end of the first Conan movie, sure. Conan movie. Yeah. Singing I Am a Viking. Oh, Jeez. talk about breaking the internet. That'd be amazing. Oh, I don't know the lyrics well enough to do it, but man. I am a Viking. I'll walk all over you. I'm a Viking. First line. I'll walk all over you. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> For anyone listening, they're like, oh, Arnold's wow. in the studio. Yeah, that's pretty good. <sighs> I'll see the light tonight. Anyway, that just sounds like Arnold having a stroke. Um, so, uh, as, as you alluded to, wrote for a ton of magazines. Wrote and how, how did all that kind of come about with writing? Was it through gigging? Was it through? I was on a mission, man. Really? Yeah, I mean, I can tell you really quick how it unfolded, but it was sure. way more, uh, you know, nutty the way it Well, the, the Cliff happened, Notes version is fine. First of all, I really, I mean, it started from the transcribing thing is what kind of got me into the publishing universe. And uh, first thing I transcribed was like a the, that Blood Sugar Sex Magic Chili Peppers record. Yeah. Killer. So I did several projects in a row. And a lot of it I did with my buddy Colgan that I met mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at some point, that work dried up. So I, oh man, this is kind of hard to remember. I started to uh, work for Carl Verheyen as doing some PR for him mm -hmm. to promote his solo record and stuff, which is really cool. Uh, and sent a transcription to Guitar Magazine. <clears throat> and basically, they ended up hiring me, which I didn't really expect. I just <laughs> sent it to them to kind of see if they'd put it in the magazine, you know, sure. that kind of thing. Uh, so then I started working for that other company. And now I'm, you know, directly working for them. So it was cool. And uh, they also did their own instructional books. So eventually they uh, kind of asked if I'd be interested. And I sent a, in a whole writing sample, analyzing some Steve Morse stuff. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, so the first book I got to do was a Steve Morse guitar style book. And then I just did a bunch of stuff like that. Then another one, another publishing company that I was doing stuff for started Guitar One. Uh, but before that, I started transcribing for Guitar World. I don't know. It's all kind of meshing mm -hmm. in my head right now. So transcribing, writing some instructional books, Guitar School and Guitar World. Sometimes I write tiny little things. Uh, then when Guitar One was born, I started to do the same for them. But the whole whole mission was kind of for me, I did have a thing in mind, a, a you know stepping stones thing of transcribing, writing some instructional books, interviewing the guitar gods and goddesses, you know, trying to pay homage to them and uh, writing kind of unique instructional content in magazines. So I kind of wanted to get all that going. And that's basically the path that I went. Nice. In a way, I'm still kind of on, in, to some extent, Yeah, still you, writing for Guitar World. Yeah, you have a monthly acoustic guitar column in Guitar World, if anyone wants to check that out. IntimateAudio.com, by the oh. way, is where you go for all things Thank Dale Turner. Almost all things. No. News, music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this, There's no baby pictures. There's a line. But uh, for music, for lessons, for all sorts of guitar madness, intimateaudio.com and uh, Dale Turner Music. Good memory. On, yeah, of course. Uh, funnily enough, oh, I don't yeah, know if you Facebook, remember. That's what you're saying. Yes, uh, Dale Turner Music on Facebook as well. Uh, give that the thumbs up. Thanks, uh, thanks, I don't know if you remember, actually. It was in, because <laughs> we, we met in later in 2006. I'd been going to, um, to MI for a few months at the point where we finally crossed paths um, not that I was actively looking for you. I was actively trying to become a better yeah. musician. I wasn't hanging out. Just like, where's Dale Turner's yeah, I office? wouldn't help you there. Yeah. I'm a, um, I'm a mess. But <laughs> That's not true at all. But I appreciate your modesty. Um, yeah, you and I at, at crossed paths or talked or maybe maybe even Chris reached out to you and mentioned about um, that one of his students was there. So anyway, we crossed paths. Hmm. And um, I spoke to you about... Um, I, we saw each other and chatted on a regular basis. And then there was actually a point around the holiday season, 2006. I uh, was going to record at your intimate totally audio studio. That. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I was totally going to do a few that. covers. The holidays were coming up. And then I got a, as our friends in uh, the, the Northeast would say, a wicked chest infection. And I couldn't oh, yeah. sing. And I had to pull the plug like a, like a week or two beforehand. And um, yeah, it was it was really bad. I was heartbroken too because I had a bunch of cover songs lined up. And I think I, maybe a few originals. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Chris Abal, the intimate audio sessions. This is going to be remember great. That. I, I totally hey, remember that. It may still happen. I still get the bug to sit and record something. Even if it's just covers, just put something out there. I mean, I still play almost every day. Yeah, and I right still on. write. Um, just for the sake of I get that that performance itch where, okay, it's not going out and gigging, but there's still, I want to have something to show for it. Yeah, I've for still sure. more than half my get life. Get the body of work established. Totally. Uh, Docu document the uh, tunage. Yeah. For sure. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, see, now it's funny because I can I can whip out my uh, my uh, smartphone and record something that's pretty decent quality, at least uh, yeah. to to refer back to. Sure, Not yeah, that I would for, release something like that, but archiving. Yeah, just for yeah. the sake of documenting whatever it was. Whereas when I was <laughs> when I was going to school, I had a little Sony digital recorder that I must have spent like ninety bucks on <laughs> to record classes. So I'd always have them as a reference point. In fact, I went through a whole folder dedicated to my. Um, Six quarters, I know that sounds funny. My six quarters at MI. And um, from, I took two classes with you, uh, consecutive quarters. It was, oh, now I'm drawing the black. Well, what was the Jimi Hendrix guitar course? Oh, okay. That was the first round, You first oh, time you did that. Wow. Which right was on. great because I really, Damn. not to get a bunch of hate slung my way, but I wasn't as into Hendrix until I learned how to play it. And la, then, la, I, la, 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 la. <laughs> then I got it. Once I learned how to play it, then I understood how how special of a, of a player he was when oh, I actually cool. had to play it. Listening to it, it never 
It's never did anything for me, which, you know, sometimes things take a while before it's like, oh, I get it. And that was, he was one of those for me. Mm-hmm. And um, the other was, oh, it wasn't guitar orchestra. No, that was the yodeling a, thing. Yeah, the yodeling. It was the guitar self-accompanying yodeler class. Yes. The gu- guitar vocal accompaniment, right? No. Which, no. No, it actually wasn't. <laughs> Never mind. We did. Oh, totally we, we did do. No, we did do a guitar. That's right. I'm sorry. I did take that class with you as well. It was a guitar <laughs> vocal accompaniment. I'm so sorry. It made such an impression. <laughs> that may wow. have been our first introduction. Okay. Because you were teaching Wonderwall and you're like, whatever happened to them? And I gave you like 18 minutes of what they were up to in the last couple of years. Wow. What happened to Oasis? And I'm like, I know everything about Oasis. Yeah, I didn't know <laughs> but, um, Gallagher just put out another solo record. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's really it's good. Totally. I mean, good. You can't argue with the dude as far as uh, his ability to be, uh, him being a great songwriter, yeah. rather. Well, it's his brother Kick that's ass. the one that's the goofball, isn't it? Uh, was. Well, when you're, it's, it's the same thing. When, uh, you know, that people bring up about like Justin Bieber, like, look, if you're young, attractive, rich, and wildly famous, you're going to be a douchebag. I mean, there's no two ways about it. I, I could I could have been too if I was 21 and had insane success and money and everything I wanted. Douchebag. Yeah, that's it. It's just, it, it, you know, it, it's not like a switch is flipped. It's just, you grow up in a world of yes. It's if a that's recipe what you come up for in. douchebaggery. Yeah. And at some point, hopefully you get out of it. But, you know, now they're in their 40s, so it's probably not as crazy. I wish they'd come around again. I'm glad I got to see them Oasis twice. But anyway. Uh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, it was guitar vocal that. accompaniment. No, it's fine. Um, there was a, I'm trying to remember the name of the class because I was going to bring in, I, what I'm getting at is I listened back to the audio and I was going to bring a clip in to play of one of the things uh, we broke down, which you, you played along with. Wait, the audio from the class? Yes. Oh, nice. But the quality is- That's pretty cool. It's okay. It's almost, by comparison- it's going to sound like, um, let's say, an audio you cassette. You were bootlegging my class. <laughs> no, you were good. well aware at the time. Oh, um, cool. oh, it, was, it was a guitar harmony kind of class where we do instrumental arrangements of pieces. We did Oh, oh. Pretty Woman. Oh, okay. We did, I know um, you're talking about. There's a reading ensemble thing. Yes, guitar yeah, ensemble. That was, was it. That was it. Because um, I did a pretty bitchin' solo to Oh, Pretty Woman. Good for I you. I was really proud of. And I was wow. going to bring, I, well, maybe I'll throw it up on chrysobile.com so people can hear it, but I wasn't going to throw it in the middle of the broadcast. What do you, what do you mean maybe? Like too much stroking. Bring it, bring it on. Do it. All right, all right. Just just get her done. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. fun. We did that. What was the, um, what was the Stevie Wonder tune we did? I wish, I think is what we did. A bunch of, re- yeah. like a really varied selection of, of songs we did, which is really like, oh, you can appreciate all the different parts that go into, um, mm. you know, breaking the vocal parts down to different guitar parts on top of the rhythm and everything. Really, really cool class. I really examined the, the composition part of it, which is very, very cool. But yeah, wow, guitar vocal accompaniment. I completely forgot. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, because you're talking about how you archived ideas. That's why, why we went here, right? Oh, I was saying I recorded the classes. Okay. On, yeah. the, on the, the the recorder, yeah. yeah the quality the, is... Your $90 digital. Uh, package, yes. Right? And now I'm just saying, like, by comparison, I record something pretty clearly on my yeah. phone and... My BlackBerry from 2009 had way better quality than <laughs> this, this recorded did that I got in 2006. It's well, trip out crazy on this. that much. I, because uh, I'm ancient, <laughs> I uh, cassette record everything or have. I mean, I don't now, but. Oh, I, I have like, rehearsals. Yeah. But I mean, I have stuff going back a billion years and mm-hmm. a billion cassettes. Mm-hmm. And I, a billion years ago, <laughs> I took some of these cassettes and dubbed down the coolest parts onto another cassette. <laughs> I see what bouncing track like the Beatles. Yeah. You're like yeah, adding, combining so, tracks. I, it's pointless to record it if you don't know it exists. If you're presumably going to eventually use it, sure. you know what I mean. Because yeah. archiving is very important if you're like a songwriting person. Mm-hmm. 
So super recently, I took all the rest of my freaking cassettes and I just recorded them all into Logic. Oh, nice. And then chopped out tediously all the crap and so, and then actually kind of filed them all in a, in a big uh, iTunes folder. Mm-hmm. For, I mean, there's a reason why I'm doing all this, but uh, yeah, that was a trip because I mean, now it's, I mean, I don't want to say it's so much easier now. No. But yeah, you can, <laughs> you know, can put on your crummy old man pants. I do it with the US, USB drive thing and just label the file. Yeah. But if anybody's, you know, if you're a songwriter and you're hopefully recording everything for the sake of uh, not losing your stuff, make sure you label it or it's going to be a complete pain in the ass to ever retrieve anything you ever do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Count yourself in. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about no, when, you, when you record yourself. Totally, yeah. Because if, do you, it all if the time. you listen to yourself, that particular example, are we still cool? Oh, yeah. That example, like, three months later, and you don't hear it with a count in, if your example started, on, like, on the end of three, you're not going to know. Yeah. I'm serious about that, because that's happened to me. Like, if I recorded something, I did it because I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it a million years later, and with no count in. Yeah, no idea where it feels the- like it's starting on one. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah this whole thing sounds no off. <laughs> yeah, so you guys and gals out there, if you record yourselves, count yourself in. Yeah. Count Do yourself seven. a favor. I, I've always, anyway, I save my stuff by dates. I go year, month, day, and then name the idea. Yeah. Just so I can always find whatever, some kind of indexing Dang. way of going Good about it and then file it. Well, thanks. Yeah. Um, you done a bunch of original stuff too. So what we're going to hear is a montage of songs from Dale's album, what the debut heck? album of all original material. Right? Right. Yeah. Uh, you heard oh, one thanks, one track man. a couple of months ago on uh, where I did a C100 radio where I played a bunch of people's songs. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't on that one. It was um, Cape 30, 34, I think it was, where I played a bunch of music. I, I remember it. Bad it Seed cool. by Dale Turner on there. Um, but we're going to hear a montage of songs from Dale's album, Mannerisms Magnified, and uh, thanks, talk man. a bit about uh, his original stuff in just a moment. So enjoy this little montage. Thank you.
drink drunk Before you know she's sunk You pack up the junk And stuff her in the trunk Temptations raging For a sick soul Praying on the young And trusting Persuasive demons Telling him to Covet all that's small And wholesome Not far from home now Take a deep breath Focus on your
How's that for diversity, folks? You oh, got, right. Yeah, we're back. It's banging my so head. Ba- <laughs> that's so incredibly diverse. <laughs> Tell me Sorry. you did some of that vocalization on the album. Uh, no. No. <laughs> okay. There was, but you, you there played... There a bunch of other crap on there, though. You played everything, though, didn't you? Or, like, the overwhelming majority of instruments? Literally all sung? of it. Yeah, Literally it all of total, it. Tr- total nightmare. <laughs> that was pretty fun, though. Like, all the real drums in my mm-hmm. living room. Uh, bass, all the guitars, piano, accordion, mandolin, and yodeling, as mm. I keep calling it. Yes. Yeah, it took forever, but it was cool. 2010, though, 2010, when that yeah. came out. Can't believe it. Mannerisms Magnified is the name of the album. You folks can pick it up digitally, basically anywhere. iTunes, Amazon. If you're going to pick it up on iTunes, make sure you subscribe to Chris Abal's Podcast Experiment. And uh, if you're yeah. one of the people like me who's in love with tangible product, you can get it on Amazon and CD Baby. Get yourself a CD copy oh, thanks, of man. the album as well. Well, of course. Um, it's great. It's it's insane. Just the amount of uh, influence. A little bit of Brian Wilson in there, as you can tell. There's a little, it's yeah, just a, li- a smattering. Smidge. Yeah, there's a dusting of Brian Wilson. Yeah, in that that first tune was, is Brian on the brain. Yes, which is nuts. He's got a movie coming out, by the way. That's yeah, called, called uh, Love and Mercy. That comes out next month. Yeah, that, I think it's uh, if anybody's a Brian Wilson fan, they got to go. Paul Dano plays the young Brian Wilson. Yeah. John Cusack plays the exactly. older, like adult Brian Wilson. Yeah. It it looks great. It looks really really cool. I don't know if it's um, I don't know if it's sanctioned or not by the family, but I mean, it's, well, they you they, know it's they got it looks to the actual tracks and everything. They like oh really re- recut oh. a lot of the stuff in the actual studio and even used the session talk back from the original really footage. Oh, so in that apparently. case, it's got to be it's got to be sanctioned by that because I know that was the problem they ran into with the um, the Jimi Hendrix movie. Is it all is by my side? The one with the the dude from Outcast played Jimi Hendrix, where uh, yeah, the family guy. didn't give permission for the songs, so they didn't have actual Jimi yeah. Hendrix songs in a movie about Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Although apparently now there's another one, a, a deal's been closed with one of the studios to make an authorized uh, biopic about uh, about right Hendrix, on. where they're allowing the music to be used. But yeah, that's that'd be a big snafu. Also from Seattle. Oh, anyway, Hendrix. Oh, never heard of him. Uh, so. <laughs> What else you got going I'm on? I'm wearing now? my that Seattle was too- flannel. <laughs> You're still representing the home, yeah, home territory. Yeah, um, my PJs. That was 2010. So what do you have going Man. on lately? What have, uh, What are you up to now? Well, quick quick rundown, I suppose. Sure. Since we, you and I last hung out two two years two ago. years ago, yeah, it's just about. I think it was May of 2013. Yeah, you were going to be on like the. F- fifth or sixth episode of the show and we just couldn't make it work. And then but, I had the, yeah, the freaking... And then you had surgery. And surgical then... spine surgery, <laughs> which was interesting. And people have been beating down my door to be on the show since, so I was able to squeeze you in finally. Oh, but uh, anyway, thanks, yeah, brother. so for the last few years. So that surgery happened, which slowed me down a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, I, I just spent like two years solid with, you know, what time I had pr- trying to promote the heck out of the mannerisms magnified thing. Yeah. And my hands stopped working, which is part of the reason why the surgery happened. Mm. These two fingers took a shit. Oh, sorry. Uh, lost like half their no coordination. Kids it was a total, total disaster. I mean, the stuff we were talking about earlier. So the surgery was meant to stop the problem from worsening. And the good news, this finger, finger at least got improved a little bit, but this one still is wonky, really bad. So anyway, uh, then... Like last year, had had another one of those baby things, little baby. Wait, like a little human, a little baby. Yeah. Huh. And then like two week, two weeks before he popped out, I ran into myself with my car and crushed my leg. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Totally crushed my leg into my garage door. How does that happen? That was, 
That was you just uh, not put the brake on it, rolled back into it. It was you a little more complicated. Uh, was it your future self who went back and drove the car new? That probably would have panned out a little more favorably oh, okay. if that was the case. Yeah, stupid story, but I, you know, I have a small driveway, but it's steep. Come home from work from MI, park, usually put it in park and pull the brake. But there's a strange girl standing in the, our doorway, which was like, what the hell are you doing? So I, you know, rolled down the window and like, what's up? Just, she was asking for money for something. So I just told her to wow. go. But that threw me out of sync. Plus, not that people need to know this, but literally the early wee hours before that, this is sad, my wife's father passed away. Wow. So we found out about this online like at two in the morning so i think i was on fumes distracted and you know whatever so i go down to unlock my garage door but the car was in drive and just comes crushing down on me oh. crushes me into the garage door and it's still running and i'm pinned and i can't do anything <laughs> and so luckily my wife was home and came out and saved me anyway so my leg was jacked well she's a keeper yeah no no question why why am i even talking about that uh, just a rundown oh, of yeah. why you haven't made an album so since 2000. I mean, yeah, that's, that's all. I mean, none of those are really I'm the kidding. reason, but some crap went down that kind of slowed me down. But I, mm -hmm. anyway, I did. It, the, the next one is kind of close to being finished, hilariously. But I'm taking a little bit of a detour to experiment with a whole other, like, uh, I don't know if I can call it career path, but another supplementary career move, trying to mm. diversify a little bit. We'll see how it goes. Can I... Keep yammering? Or am I no, go ahead. No, we got, no. Clock's uh, running, but uh, I will let you know. Okay, you sorry, man. <laughs> no, no I mean, don't worry maybe, about maybe it. Maybe it's interesting. Like, last November, I started reading this book on cartoon music. Uh, vintage interviews with Carl Stalling, who's the guy who did all the music, most of the music for all the, you know, vintage 40s, 50s Warner Brothers cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then somewhere after that, because I always read at night, you know, um, but I, it always been like, autobiographies and crap like that. But somewhere I switched into reading this cartoon music book. Then I read a Jerry Goldsmith book and I started kind of getting in this film composing, uh, composer, you know, history thing. I don't know, just for the hell of it. And then randomly uh, at the beginning of this year, a friend of mine, who's a pretty major orchestrator, uh, deep in the film music community, randomly sends me an email telling me he's, been listening to my older album. He says, damn it, you should be getting into film music. Like he was really <laughs> trying trying, trying to motivate me. And it was like, huh. So I'm getting this, you know, not to make this cosmic and, you know, that kind of, I'm not really like one of those guys. But, uh, you know, I've been reading these books about film composing. Coincidentally, my newer stuff is more cinematic, believe it or not. Uh, atmospheric, I, you know, new sounds from this, you know, mm -hmm. previous thing. So anyway, l long story short, I, I haven't really worked on the new record since f about mid February because I've also had a lot of other work stuff, but, uh, trying to kind of slowly see if I can pull off some kind of film composing stuff. So first I've kind of just been going over my vast archive of tunes <laughs> You know, stuff that would... Anyway, it's probably too boring to talk about. No, no, but, not at all. But, well, just for the the arranging of listening to the samples that we just heard. I mean, I have the album, so I've heard the... I know Mannerisms Magnify. I know the album. 
But just listening to that sample, I'm sure anybody could tell from an arranging standpoint, especially when you're playing all the instruments, you're dialed in when it comes to putting together something layered and something that mm. ultimately has a, a theme to it. Some would call it a song. Some would call it a theme. <laughs> Not well, in as much as like everything, like the Bunch Superman. You know, everybody knows that that recurring theme mm. or, uh, you know, Imperial March or whatever. Like everybody knows that there's a theme, a motif, if you will, yeah. that goes on in yeah, a well, song. John Williams, the thing that's killer about him is he's, he is a thematic, like he doesn't just sound like a bunch of arpeggios and chord changes only. Yeah. He's got obvious, you know, focal point music stuff. Is that kind of what you're totally? Yeah. About? Well, that's what With I mean. John like Williams, who, I mean, obviously. Who jump out. Yeah. The people yeah. who compose things in it. He would definitely be an influence. You would I mean, he's just the man. Well, he had yeah, a lot of you, people you like that that are. Like, sure. And you know what? Not a bad move either. Because I have it on good authority that a lot of films and cartoons and stuff get made out here. Not just as a voice actor, but also as, you know, many other. Yeah. Well, as far we'll as see. I know. I'll, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yes, please do. But and I, um, of, I made a little, you know, I got a demo brewing and I'm already scoring some crap. But it's, Really? It's, uh, there's two things that are totally up in there and I don't know if they're really going to happen. So in the meantime, though, Oh, sorry. No, it's all right. I, I got a. Can I babble about this and then I'll shut up? Go for it. Uh, when I was nine and ten, I used to do claymation movies, my own stuff, which I kind of forgot. Because wow. my dad had a Super Eight, you know, those old school video cameras, yeah, so I would tediously like make make clay, you know, characters and stuff, and hit the shutter, and tediously move all these dudes around. And I actually totally forgot about that until I digitized a bunch of those old movies really recently. So I st found those and I yanked them out of the digital file and I'm actually going to score those just for the mm. hell of it, just to see if I can do it. So that'll be, I mean, it's more of just an experiment because I really don't know anything about what, how, if I could do it. You well, if you need I mean? somebody to narrate to move things along, I mean, yeah. I'm stuck with this radio voice, so what am I going to do with it? Hey, if you, if if you, you can, need somebody... If you can do a caveman voice... <laughs> I can do anything. A caveman voice. I don't know what a caveman sounds like. I mean, uh, I don't know if you do. I can. Well, I haven't heard one, but I can make something up. Sweet. That's what I do. But we don't have time for it right now. No. So, um, sorry, man. No, it's all right. <laughs> no need to apologize. I'm enjoying it. Like I said, I've been hoping for this for a while, so I'm glad we're able to make it work. And it's going to happen again for sure, especially because you got stuff. Please. You've got oars in the water. Um, let me ask you though, before we go, um, since you've done a bunch of interviews, bunch of mm. music luminaries. The ones that stand out. Because um, it's, it's... There are over a hundred wow. different cats, which is pretty cool. Did I don't you, even, oh, just timely. Um, did you ever meet or interview B.B. King by chance? Or no, no, sadly. Yeah. Okay. But Brian Wilson, I did. And that wow. would have been a, one of the greatest ones for me personally. Yeah. Uh, John Frusciante, I did several times. I and, remember. And that, yeah. was, that was a real joy. One of the coolest guys ever that people might not realize would be Slash. I got, oh. got to interview him like four times as well. Got to jam with him once. Really? He gave me a weird pick that apparently <laughs> nobody has. He it, would. It was, but it was the Velvet Revolver pick with a logo they rejected. So I have a oh Slash wow, you have a super of a, collectible of a pick that doesn't even exist. I mean, except unless he still has them. He so that was pretty cool. <laughs> you had to give him away. It's like nobody knows yeah, what this is. Super cool. And a lot of those, yeah, I, I don't, it's hard to, because that was kind of a while ago. But uh, Ted Green, I got to interview before he passed away. Mm. Uh, George Benson, kind of tons of the 80s, you know, shredding yeah. beasts. 
uh, yeah, who, who are some guys that or gals that you're a, that are some of your favorites? Well, let's see. If so I, I had, so I can rip on them. <laughs> well, no, if I had, if I could just pick from, if I could download uh, the ability from people, um, I would want to have the technical proficiency of Paul Gilbert, oh, yeah. but the melodic sensibility of David Gilmore. Oh, yeah. Because I, I mean, I, I was lucky enough during my time at MI to have a one-on-one lesson with Paul Gilbert. I met him several times and he's yeah, great. Right Got to get him in here too. And uh, he's, uh, as as a person. He just had a baby. Oh, sorry. Good. Yes, he did actually. <laughs> and funnily enough, he did too. All you people, those musicians popping out kids. It's crazy. Because you're all crazy. No, not <laughs> really. But um, yeah, he, he was great. To, to talk, geez, all sorts of people who I met who rolled through MI too. Paul Schofield was really, really cool. Greg Howe. John Schofield? There. I'm sorry, what did I say? Paul Schofield? I'm sorry, John Schofield. <laughs> right. I'm still hung up on Paul Schofield. Wow, John Schofield, yes. Um, Ch Chucky Schofield? <laughs> I'm just going to go through a bunch of easy names. <laughs> go through the names of all the members of uh, the Beatles. Gunther. Ringo Schofield? Um, ah, geez, ran through a bunch. Of, but that, well, those two, anyway, for the, the ability to play like them, mm. if I had to. That's who I'd go with. It was yeah. who got you started playing. That's dead. Out of curiosity before we, uh, before we go. What what made you say? Because I I found through through mm. my friends and, and musicians I've met, there was always at one point there was something that just flipped a switch with them or made them say, I, I got to pick up that thing and find out how to make it, how to play that. The first thing was definitely just the music because I got way into rock after already doing like I played trumpet and piano at the same time, mm. which were not really rocking, I guess. Way into uh, you know Dio stuff like that. Ah, uh, so that was the era. My first favorite guy was definitely uh, Vivian Campbell. Ah, but then all the other ones, Randy Rhodes. I literally worshipped mm. to the point where when I turned twenty five, I felt like I was going to get hit by lightning <laughs> if I <laughs> something got on go an down. airplane because I like literally worshipped him. Mm. Don't tell anybody. But <laughs> just yeah, nobody's listening. Posters all over my wall. My whole wall was literally covered with you know all that stuff. But especially Randy. Mm. Anyway, yeah, that era. I mean, all the '80s. That's what. I'm, as much as people pick on it, at least the '80s. At least for, when it came to rock music, at least there was a sense of everybody kind of wanted to outdo each other. It was more of a competition. I think when it came to guys want to play faster, or, you know, have have hit songs or whatever it was. I just felt like at least there were bands in the charts, whereas now it's all uh, and pop tarts. Before it got homogenized, which always happens, you know. That's just all club music now. <laughs> Everything's just the beat, and that's kind of it. White uh, noise. White noise in a backbeat. That's it. All right, we're out of time. Thank you for coming in, Dale. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Get out. No. Um, thank you very much for coming in. This has been a blast. Uh, oh, thank you to, for having uh, get me, get down, sit down. So I'm glad we finally were able to make this work. And uh, come back anytime, especially when you have something released. I know you have a lot of things Thanks, in the hopper man. right now. So definitely come back in. Once again, intimateaudio.com is Chris. where you can find Dale Dale's home on the web. And uh, Dale Turner Music on Facebook. Give it the thumbs up. Matters is magnified, available everywhere digitally. And uh, you can find the CD and all appropriate links. And lots of lessons with Dale on the guitar world. Oh, yeah. On the uh, channel, on the YouTube channel. So check that out for you. Yeah, and on their website. The strummers out there. A lot of and, acoustic lessons. And in the actual magazine. It's right. The magazine. Monthly Pretty instruction, a cool. uh, monthly column, rather, in yeah. the magazine. So well, check that out if you are, in fact, a strummer. And, of course, this show. Please follow us on Twitter. And Instagram, at Cape Pod. Please like the show on Facebook and uh, support the show. Once again, audibletrial.com slash Cape. And uh, yeah, show our sponsor a little love so they can continue to support us. And we can keep bringing you this fascinating entertainment once a week. And uh, Tumblr as well. 
kpod.tumblr.com. Follow me at Chris Abalo on Twitter. Chris sells out on Instagram. So until next time, for Dale Turner, this is Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment. See you next week. Just bought it. Don't touch it. I, don't well, touch I, I it. Wasn't gonna, I wasn't no, going to touch it. No, don't touch it. I was it. just pointing at it. I, well, don't point even. Don't it even point? Be, no. It can't be played. Never. I mean, I, Can I, I look I, at no. it? No. No, you've seen don't enough of that it. one.